Hello, this is Emmanuel Kubonaya. Today we begin our teaching on the book of life. Exodus chapter 32, verse 31 to 33. I'm reading out of the Living Bible. It says, So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin and have made themselves gods of gold. Yet now, if you will only forgive their sin, and if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. And the Lord replied to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me will be blotted out of my book. Now, there are a couple of things I want to point out from these verses we just read. First, God has a book that has the names of people in it. From Moses' conversation with God here, we can safely say that this book has the names of God's people written in it, and that God's reply to Moses shows us that the names of those who God has chosen to be his own people are written in that book. Moses knew this, and Moses knew that his name was in this book that God has. You know, God said to Moses that those who have sinned against him would be blotted out. He was referring to the fact that the children of Israel had sinned and not Moses. This means that the entire nation of Israel at this time had their names written in God's book. The next thing we cannot miss here is that it's possible for the name of a person to be removed from the book. God himself said so. God said this can happen because the person sinned against him. Now, before you start thinking that every little mistake that God's child makes will have their name removed from this book that God has written, you need to take note of the sin that God is referring to here. First of all, what led to this entire conversation between Moses and God happened when Moses went up on the mountain to be with God and to receive the commandments which were written on tablets of stone. The people turned away from God before Moses could return to them and they started worshipping the golden image of a calf which they asked Aaron to make for them because they said that they had no idea what had become of Moses who had been away for 40 days. Their hearts turned away from Moses, the one God sent to save them from their bondage in Egypt. And as a result, their hearts also turned away from God. This was the scene in context here. Also, you need to notice that from what Moses said, it's obvious that these names that God wrote were written in the past. Moses didn't ask God to blot his name out of the book that God was writing, but out of the book that God had written. Later, we'll get to see that this book was written before the foundation of the world. As Moses spoke to God, you can see that Moses knew that it was not a matter of asking God to add the names of the children of Israel to the book. Rather, he was interceding for God not to remove their names. He was asking God not to discontinue his love to the people, not to remove them from that special place they held in his heart. Now, even though God loved the children of Israel and really wanted to give them his best, he couldn't force it on them. God had to tell Moses that those who remove their hearts from him will have their names removed from the book of life. Now, so far we can safely say that names are not being written in that book right now. The names there have already been written there. We can go further to say that the writing of the names in the book of life is purely a thing of grace. It's a free gift from God. 
The names of the children of Israel were written in God's book before they got to the point in Exodus 32 where they turned their hearts away from God. God had chosen them as his people. God had placed his name on them. And because God had received them to himself, God made a plan for them. In that plan, he chose them as people who would spend life with him. Not just life on earth, but life beyond the earth. You later get to find out that that's what the book of life really represents. So, their names coming into the book of life was purely a thing of grace because God had a plan to establish relationship with them. Hear me, child of God. Our names were written in God's book before we got here. What the children of Israel did with their lives, the type of choices they made, was obviously what determined if their names would remain in this book or whether it would be blotted out. This tells us something. You know, when you look closely at the intercessory prayer of Moses, recorded in Exodus 32, verse 31 to 32, we see that Moses was speaking exactly like Paul spoke in Romans chapter 9 and verse 3. This is Romans chapter 9, verse 3. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Here, Paul was speaking to God about the children of Israel. Paul said he wished he could be eternally separated from Christ so that the children of Israel could have that access, so that the children of Israel could have that relationship with God that he was enjoying. He was saying, I wish it were possible. I would swap roles. I would rather be delisted so that they all can be enlisted. When Paul said he wished he could be accursed from Christ for Israel, he was saying that he wished he could be blotted out from Christ in exchange for the salvation of the entire Jewish people. Paul looked at the entire population of the Jews. They were very religious, yet very much in error. His heart yearned for their salvation, that they would get it right and come into relationship with God. You know, as you study the whole of Romans chapter 9, you see that Paul speaks of how the Jews totally missed God's idea of righteousness. Instead of coming to God and receiving righteousness by faith, the Jews buried themselves in the practice of the law and thought that they could earn God's righteousness by impressing God through the keeping of the law. They never succeeded at that. Rather, they kept stumbling again and again and again. And this made Paul's heart cry. Paul's heart yearned for them and wished that they would come into the truth. Notice that Paul, in speaking like Moses, said that he wished he were accursed or separated from Christ for the sake of Israel's inclusion. Paul was saying exactly what Moses said, but Paul gives us a clue to what the book of life is really about. So from placing what Paul said side by side with what Moses said, we see that the book of life is the book that contains the names of those who believe in Jesus Christ. This is why, as you will see shortly in Revelation 3, verse 5, this book is called the Book of Life of the Lamb. And in Revelation 22, verse 27, this book is called the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, when we say the Lamb, just in case you are not sure who exactly is called the Lamb, now listen to this. John chapter 1, and verse 29. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Those whose names are in the book of life are those who believe in and so belong to Jesus Christ. 
Brothers and sisters, that's a good place to shout for joy. You see, Jesus told his disciples one day to rejoice because their names were written in heaven. Luke chapter 10 verse 20. I'm reading out of the King James Version. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Think about how glad the disciples were when they heard Jesus say this to them that day. What Jesus said to them that day is also true of us today. That is our reality today. Because we see in Hebrews chapter 12 that everyone who is a part of the church of Jesus Christ today has their name written in heaven. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 to 24. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, By contrast, we have already come near to God in a totally different realm, the Zion realm. For we have entered the city of the living God, which is the new Jerusalem in heaven. We have joined the festal gathering of myriads of angels in their joyous celebration. And as members of the church of the firstborn, all our names have been legally registered as citizens of heaven. And we have come before God, who judges all, and who lives among the spirits of the righteous, who have been made perfect in his eyes. And we have come to Jesus who established a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat. Blood that continues to speak from heaven forgiveness. A better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth, justice. Oh, praise the Lord. The Passion Translation says that our names have been legally registered as citizens of heaven. The King James Version says our names are written in heaven. Another translation says that we are enrolled in heaven. Another translation says that we are registered in heaven. Another translation says that our names are recorded in heaven. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you don't just belong to a nation here on earth. You are a citizen of heaven. The same thing is repeated to us in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20. We are citizens of heaven. And Jesus says this is something to rejoice and to shout about. Oh, what a joy. Brothers and sisters in Christ, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. God willing, we will pick it up from here in our next conversation.